She's just got such a great voice, like she's doing a gardening show, but she's talking about EVPs and demonic possession. Between the present and the past, memories held in the walls and earth, energies and entities that cross the barrier into our dreams and our consciousness. That which has been left behind between the living and the dead. I'm Emily. And I'm Joy. And this is Is The the Residuals. Residuals. I want you to know I left my hair down for you. I love it. It's beautiful. I really, I'm so jealous of your bangs. I can't get thick bangs unless I start them back by my flat spot from when I was well, a baby. Right. But if you have a five head, then I apparently have a three head. You you do, but it's cute. <laughs> so there's more. That's okay. There's less to cover. That is why. Our powers combined, we have a proper forehead. We do. We do. <laughs> <laughs> my child. T still likes to talk about the tattoo you gave me. She'll be like, Auntie Joy drew that with the needle. Yeah, she must think it's so cool. <laughs> she does. And I had to stop myself today before saying, I'll take you for your first one. And then I was like, nope. No, I'm gonna, you can get a hold of Oh, yeah. That's a countdown you really need on the wall. <laughs> yeah. I don't need that. 20,000 days from now. <laughs> hey, guys, guess what? But she's already saying, can I get my ears pierced? And I'm like, mm, not until you can be responsible enough to take care of that shit while it's still healing. Please don't go to Claire's. Please We're just not go going. to a piercing place. We'll go to a piercing Thank pagoda. You. Piercing no. pagoda. No. Uh, what? No. Oh, Please no. just go to an actual piercing shop. Please. I'll tell you what. I will go. I'll get a tattoo while she gets her ears pierced. I'll, I will take her to get her ears pierced. You can get a tattoo and I will stay there and get her ears pierced. It'll be fine. <gasps> oh my God. It'll be a great experience. <laughs> I used to have uh, my tongue web pierced. I had two. Seriously? Yeah. I had two in there. Okay. I had all kinds of weird stuff done. What, what did that feel like? I would just always be like, ah, like you were just while, rolling your here. face off on ecstasy. Everyone's like, Joy is on a lot of ecstasy these days. I wouldn't have even you known. Seen her grinding I would not mouth? have even understood anyone if they made that comment. I would have been yeah. like, what are you talking about? Not, what? I'm, I'm not... just, I'm just wiggling around my bottom joy, you guys. It's great. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. No, I, I would have just thought you were candy flipping. Nope. I don't know what that means. <laughs> it's when you do acid and ecstasy at the same time. That sounds Anyone? It sounds Why would horrible because then you can watch the walls melt at the same time as being in a massage ring. It all seems very irresponsible. Oh, my God. Yes, obviously. Uh, that sounds terrible to me. What do you um, want to talk about tonight? Well, Joy, funny you should ask. Let's talk about tools of the paranormal trade this evening what do oh, you think that sounds good maybe right? we could give um a little background mm. a little little history yeah on some of our most encountered tools of the paranormal trade and mm. it just so happens 
that I have a poorly written essay that I put <gasps> together about it. Do you know what? What? I have a poorly written, <laughs> copy pasted, different sized fonted <laughs> essay as well. Okay. I have to tell you something. I had to make my font so big so I can oh, yeah. read it easily because I'm going to have to make it bigger before I start. I'm fucking old. But <laughs> mine all has to be the same because I realized I went to, um, I went to a new moon ceremony last night where we got oh my naked God. and danced around and lit things on fire. Did you really but, get naked? No, sorry. Oh. But um, I did cry again. Cause that's, that's just, kind of like getting naked. Like, yeah. You I got was, emotionally naked. It's emotionally raw naked. With, <laughs> I lit a candle. I wrote down things I wanted to let go of. I wrote down things I want to manifest. And then I lit them on fucking fire. Um, I just would like to point out to anyone listening that Emily is making light of it and, and making a jokey voice because it's a deflection thing. Um, but of course. it's She really does believe this shit because she lets me know about it. Listen. I go to our friend has an art studio that she hosts a very small intimate gathering for other mums. And so we go for new moons and for full moons. And my OCD is at the point that I have to sit in the exact same spot on my exact same blanket. Oh, fuck. I left my blanket there last night. God damn it. Oh, it's man. my favorite fucking. Well, doesn't matter. There'll be a new moon soon. Um but I have to sit in the exact same spot and have the exact same three drinks. I have my cup of tea. I have a fuzzy water and I have my bottle of water and mm. I bring my granola bars. But yeah, even, even letting my hair down in a celestial manner, I have to have control over my environment. Oh yeah. I understand that. It's like when the only times that I'm allowed to relax is when I'm like paying for an appointment with a masseuse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Like I can't just sit in my house and chill, but if I've paid someone, here is the hour in which I am allowed to relax. You know, even it's on with my that, schedule. I can't because I find myself the whole time being like, just, just do my neck for the hour. Just no, that's you can okay, say that. Up. Yeah, I know, but then I'm like, ah, just do your thing. But no, it's your hour though. I know you but can like, just be like, don't touch me there. <laughs> <laughs> touch me here touch me touch me. i need you to do traction on my neck it's my favorite thing in the fucking world is neck oh. traction oh my oh. god it feels so good really? i understand why people like to do that whole suspension shit that because it makes them feel good i just want someone to like hold that to the base t- of my head and gently pull it and get that space between my vertebrae oh, that so whole good. suspension shit yeah that suspension thing that you used to do <laughs> I was just wondering if it was that the same suspension shit. Yeah, like if that's like, what it looks like. Oh, like okay. Mission Impossible, <laughs> but with skin. <laughs> Tom Cruise was my mentor. Is was he? <laughs> I knew it. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, we yeah. should we should introduce the show. Um, I'm Emily, and I'm Joy. And this is The the Residuals. residuals. And today we're bringing you book reports. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Book reports. Totally. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, but not book reports. They're like Wikipedia, random article, people's blog reports. Things like that. Yeah. 
but yeah, we found things that we're fascinated with. Oh, by the way, shit, I want to talk about something first. Okay. Joy. Yeah. You and I both have Discovery Plus. Yeah. Because it has Travel Channel, which is all That's why I had to of get the it. ghost shows. Yeah, it's just all the ghost yeah. shows. So you and I both fell in love with the show called Knock Knock Ghost. Yes. From Canada. Yes. And we just need to tell them that we love them. We do love them a lot. So much. So much. And if you get a chance and you have that Discovery Plus subscription, go and stream that entire fucking thing. Mm-hmm. That right entire now. thing. After this right episode. After, after the episode. But yes. But yes, my my married to a Canadian British heart is with them and loves them. But talking about British, yes, I recently discovered a show from the UK, which was named in a very UK show manner as Celebrity Help! Exclamation <laughs> point. My house is haunted. Oh, no. And I binged it. And mm-hmm. it was great because it's celebrities in the UK sense of celebrities. But if you're an American watching it, you're like, who the fuck is that? <laughs> which is great. It's my favorite. But my favorite one was the one that I immediately rolled my oh. eyes at. Was Clive Anderson on it? No, I'm sorry, darling. Fuck. Okay. So, um, oh my God, why am I? I'm brain farting on her name and she's in the tabloids all the time. So she is, she's from Geordie Shore, Charlotte Crosby. And she's is that like from, Jersey Shore, but yes, English? no, yeah. She's kind of like the, I don't want to say she's the snooky, but she's meatball ish. She's not meatball ish. Okay. Anyway, so Geordie's of Newcastle. That's the nickname to people from Newcastle. And so anyway, so I saw it and I saw it was her and I was like, oh, this is going to be lame. Her house was so terrifying in the manner that it is haunted. It was like, I probably shouldn't be watching this at nighttime. Really? It was so fucking good. Oh, I'll have to check it out. Um, But yeah, so everyone listening, go Mm. check out Knock Knock Ghost because we love them. Yes, please. Um, I really kind of want them to be on a show. That'd be great. Who knows everybody from Knock Knock Ghost? Yes. Tell them, tell them we love them and that they should listen to our dumb asses. And then when we message them, they should be like, we'll totally do your show. I mean, yeah. I mean, I guess we'll be fine. And then also check out Help Celebrity. Celebrity Help. <laughs> My house is haunted. Is that what you mean? Yeah, that's going to be it. I don't know anymore. It's fine. after nine o'clock at night. No one's listening anyway. It's okay. Yeah, you're right. It's just us. Okay. Um, so we're doing our... Um, do you want to go first? I don't know. Okay. Um, yours, you said yours was shorter? Yeah, mine's pretty short. Why don't you go first? Okay. I have so much. Okay, I don't. Maybe if like, maybe you'll cover some of it. Okay. You know? Right. Okay. Okay. Are you ready? Yes. Regale me. I got I got my cup of tea. I'm good to go. Okay. All right. <clears throat> Tell me all about it. Joy. In the October 1920 issue of the American magazine, inventor Thomas Edison was quoted in an interview as saying, 
I have been at work for some time building an apparatus to see if it is possible for personalities which have left this earth to communicate with us. In another interview with Edison that was published in that same month and year uh, by Scientific American, it, uh, he was quoted as saying, I've been thinking for some time of a machine that can be operated by personalities which have passed on to another existence or sphere. Mm -hmm. But... Did he really invent a ghost box and a machine to talk to the dead? It's long been speculated in paranormal circles that he did indeed create such a device. However, it must have been somehow lost because no prototypes or schematics or plans or whatever have ever been found. Um, but this was around the time that the Western world was deep in the spiritualist movement with psychic mediums, with the celebrities of the day conducting seances. And it was becoming increasingly popular to think that it might be possible to communicate with the dead. And if it was at all possible, Edison reasoned that it could be accomplished through scientific means, through a device that could do the job that mediums advertise they could do. So let's fast forward. We're going to do a fast forward noise. Okay. <laughs> there we go. We fast forward. <laughs> Sorry. Go on. It's the little thing. Let's let us fast forward to the 1960s and Latvian parapsychologist Konstantin Raudiv. He was a student of Carl Jung. He was inspired by a book by a guy called Frederick Jorgensen called Voices from Space. And so he was so inspired by it that uh, Constantin became a pioneer in the field of electronic voice phenomenon. And over his career, he made thousands of recordings of examples of EVPs. But the way he did it was he used a normal unmodified radio receiver that wasn't tuned to any station. So it just made white noise and he would record this sound and later analyze the recording for voices. But around the same time, there was an Italian medium named Marcello Bacci, and he was giving public performances of his spirit communication method. And that also involved the use of an unmodified radio um, and he started out using an old military radio, but he eventually moved onto a larger vacuum tube radio receiver. Um, but in his demonstrations, he tuned the radio to an empty frequency. And after a while, the white noise from the speakers would die down and the voices of spirits would come through. Isn't that bonkers? Oh, my. And this was in the 60s. So yes. we're going to fast forward again. Ooh. So it Ooh, wasn't. Hang on. Uh, you're right. Time travel always makes me Careful. nauseous. Go on. Are you getting queasy? A little bit. Okay. So, 75 years after Edison's original interview on the subject, a gentleman by the name of Frank Sumption, Sumpton, Sumption, S U M P T I O N. Anyway, his name is Frank. He became fascinated with the concept of communication with the spirit world through electronic devices. And so he was inspired by an article uh, in Popular Electronics. It was the issue that came out October of 1995. And that, that article essentially asked, are the dead trying to communicate with us through electronic means? And then it was like, try these experiments and see yourself. 
So he conceived of an idea by first experimenting with Stefan Beyond's EVP maker software. And this was like some early shit back in, obviously, mid-90s um, for EVP re- recording. So mm-hmm. he uh, started experimenting with this phenomenon. Um, and so around 2002, he invented something that came to be known as the Frank's box, which is what uh, is widely oh, yes. known as I've the ghost box. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, so th- the way he did it, he designed it based on ideas given to him. Um, they were messages from quote unquote computer savvy spirits relaying messages oh. for other spirits who were not so technologically advanced. Um, he came up with the idea to create the device that hopefully all spirits could use spirit telephone telephone i guess yeah okay so his design like in his brain was like oh my god i know exactly what to do but the actual construction of the device um led him to create at least 25 different models and each box unique in design and the construction uh but it's all based on the same principle so he subsequently created a, a device that again came to be known as frank's box so the thing is, is that he had a background in being um, in doing ham radio. So with his knowledge around ham radio stuff, he used that to create this Frank's box um, to allow a user to hear paranormal voices and sounds by modifying a radio. So basically uh the ghost box is it's a radio receiver with random voltage controlled tuner that allows a continuous scanning of radio frequencies of the am Mm -hmm. and fm bands so the amplified signals coming out of the speakers generate an acoustic field of white noise but it also has random sound bites from radio signals that are detected by the device so what happens is it's kind of ideal for EVP manifestations, but instead of like the normal kind of EVP where you just turn on a voice recorder and you like hope that you get something that then you can try and, you know, uh, uh, decipher what it's saying. Mm-hmm. So in theory with this, the spirit or an extra dimensional entity or whatever will use this audio field with these random words and phrases Um to form words and sometimes sentences. Mm -hmm. So like the exact mechanics of the process, like researchers are still looking into it because they're like trying to confirm it. But Frank- Because how do you? Right, exactly. How can you do that? (laughs) Frank Frank made a total of 180 boxes and distributed them only to people that he saw fit to hear quote unquote the voice oh as you do oh elitist frank is no longer with us may he rest in peace has he talked to anyone through his radios damn it that's a good question i didn't think about that (laughs) but today there are only 97 originals in existence which we have seen one of the originals on portals to hell oh that is it's that wooden box yeah that, that that looks like a radio it looks like a radio it's a wooden box with a big speaker in the front and they yeah, do yeah. the twiddly bits it looks like a homemade radio because it is a homemade radio with twiddly bits <laughs> tune in Y'all tokyo can just imagine what she looks like right now right okay 
Yeah. Tuning in those knobs. Anyway. Sorry. (laughs) That was probably not necessary. (laughs) Tune those knobs. So, you know, and it's, it's become really popular in, in paranormal investigations so that now there are other versions of, you know, Frank's box out there that are smaller and easier to, um, move about i guess more portable that's probably oh, the right word sure. they're more yeah. portable um so they look more like smaller handheld radios now as opposed to the the larger wooden box that was mm-hmm. like the, the boom box of its era i guess but you know we've seen that the the evolution of it in paranormal investigations especially in shows you know what we saw the first time i saw it was in portals to hell and they would turn it on and they would ask questions in the same room as it and, you know, relay mm-hmm. things. But in more recent shows like Kindred Spirits, they do a really, what I find is a really fascinating version of it where they will be in a separate location to each other and someone will put on headphones, noise canceling mm-hmm. headphones and an eye uh, mask, a, a blindfold. And they will be connected through those noise canceling headphones to a Frank's box and uh, the other investigator in a different area will ask questions. And so the person that's tuned into it will repeat the things that they're hearing through the Frank's box. So that way they can't be influenced by things that the other person is saying. And it is I, I like there have been so many times that it's been absolutely mind blowing. Yeah, totally. Where you're just like, what the, that was just what a fuck? question that was totally answered like immediately. Yeah. <laughs> and that they end up like having a full on fucking conversation, which is something that with EVPs is just not possible. You know, mm-hmm. unless you ask a question, play it back. They right. say, and then you do, 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 do. And one of the things that you and I have always talked about is, uh, like when they're listening to the EVPs and they're like trying to decipher it and being like, Oh, I think they said coffee machine. Then like, you know, the ghost in the background is shouting, no, that's not what I said. Right. But no one's running an EVP and no one's running a recorder at that time. Exactly. So So, like you you just have to constantly have a recorder on while you're doing recordings and it's just like a whole thing. Exactly. Um, So basically I will uh, say, Yes. My one minor annoyance. Um, I love that experiment also, that whole thing that they do where they have the headphones on and like that you described. My only complaint about it is that I want to hear. I know. What they're hearing. I know. Me too. Because it's just such a point of an unknown and it's really easy to go, well, you could just be making it the fuck up. I kind of um, want to hear it when they when they're like, "Whoa, that was scary!" Or "Whoa, that someone's crying." Yeah, like I just because I want evidence, so well, you I'm want just confirmation. like, "Yeah, sure." So I'm like, "Well, why can't you record what's happening in the headphones that you're hearing at right. the same time?" So but- there's a way to do that, people. In TV, you can set up a separate port into it. Maybe, maybe they don't know, mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, but on a basis of just believing the evidence that they are giving us on those shows when they do it, it is a really fascinating way of using um, a spirit box. So there is actually going back to knock, knock ghost. Mm -hmm. 
there was an episode that they did and I feel like it was at, uh, I want to say it was the one at the Masonic temple, but I could be wrong. They had something come through on that spirit box. It was so fucking terrifying. Oh. It was like, <laughs> it was, oh, yeah. it was terrifying. That was another one of those evenings that I was binging late at night while everyone was asleep. And I was like, this is why did I, that was the stupidest idea. It's so funny how there are certain shows that like I can fall asleep to no problem and they won't freak me out. And then there are some that I just like start getting into that. Like, Oh, here comes sleep. I'm so comfy. It's coming here. I have to shut this off right now. (laughs) I have to like wake myself up to shut it off and like find something neutral. Oh, you mean like like property brothers? Sure. Sure. Exactly. (laughs) To like bleach my pre-sleep brain. So yeah. that I don't carry that into dreamland with me. Because I, I mean, get a lot was, of time off, people. When I have my time it. off. Knock, knock goes to me. I was like, I can watch this at night. I'm not going to get freaked out. Like, they make me giggle. We got also Kevin, the little sweet Southern yeah. psychic. And then that, no. that horrible scream, growl, angry Anger, yeah, no. anger monster voice came out no. of the thing. And I was like, oh, I cannot do this this evening. No, nope. well, it's like, it's like my, my husband took my father-in-law has come to town to visit and he and my husband took our kid on a road trip for the weekend. And I was like, get the house to myself. And you know what? I was I so jealous. Watch, I couldn't watch any of my ghost shows because oh, I got I too spooked. No, not in your house. But I I watched a fuckload of true crime stuff. I have the Brit box because that's fine. The Brit, yeah, no man. There's a great huh. show called Twenty Four Hours in Police Custody that I watched. There's like nine seasons of it. It's one of my favorite shows to watch. But that doesn't freak you out? No, not at all. Oh, so interesting. Yeah, because huh. that's there's more of a known there. Interesting. There's not unknown, hmm. and it can't come into your house through the TV. No, it's unlikely. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Um, so anyway, that concludes my book report. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. I just Very took a bow. Verily and seen. Verily. 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 Um, you did hit a few of the points that I have in mind, so I'm glad that you went uh, first. Yay. Um, so I just going to start off my little EVP session. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) Let's let's not forget that we have captured many EVPs on our recordings. We do um, in the truest sense of like unexplained electronic voice phenomena. Like I don't, we're not conducting sessions when Mm -hmm. it happens. It's whenever I'm sitting down to put an episode together and I'll just be listening to, oh, you know, a scary story. And then all of a sudden <laughs> there's a voice there that wasn't any of us that were recording the episode. Um, so I have a bunch of those that I am compiling and we will be listening to them together. My favorite one will always be when you and I, you were in your old place and mm-hmm. it was the beginning of the pan- pandemic. Mm-hmm. And my husband, God bless him, put a desk in our bedroom for me, which just became a receptacle for clothes, let's be honest. But it was next to a sliding glass door, and where you were sitting was next to a sliding glass door. Uh And we got an EVP in regards to 
look, look out the door or yeah, something. something about that. Yeah. And we didn't hear it. Nope. Until you were putting it together. My other favorite one is hearing an EVP that sounded just like me saying, fuck you. Um, it is very funny slash terrifying slash confusing that I feel like at least half of the unexplained voices I have on here sound like you. And the thing is, is that we record not just audio. We record we we record video and audio separate tracks, right? Mm -hmm. So that means that if we hear something, then we have a way to go back and look for a lip flap as we call it in the industry yeah. yeah they're not there um and that's when we're just like well shit because you know that's when it comes down to join the evidence-based situation right um, and one of the things that i was reading in my preparation for this episode was that one of the uh debunking scenarios for evps was using a tape recorder on a tape that had been used previously oh. so that sometimes previously recorded things will come through because they'll bleed through right because it's a physical tape right but that can't happen with us because we're not re-recording over anything well i this will say just... no I'm, I'm using a betamax that is what i put all of these things on and my fisher price tape recorder yeah no I've i got... like taped down the thing on my copy of thriller and we just did it over that oh i would you, never you do that tape over the holes. i would why never would, do that why would you do that never never yeah so yeah so joy has been collecting those and then the the thing that i love is that she waited to tell me about hearing these i think until we were recording episode 12 we were at I our had to wait i couldn't i couldn't tell you do you know you, you i know i would have been like what well, also because we'd been recording these episodes at that point at my house, yeah, mostly at my house. And so, but Joy waited to tell me until we were at our friend Rachel's house recording in her very haunted house. Totally. <laughs> and then was like, by the way, it came up. It BT wasn't, dubs. It wasn't like I was like, okay, listen, I've been waiting for this perfect <laughs> moment to ruin your life. It was not that. But the thing is, is that I thought that they would stop when we started recording virtually and they haven't in, you know, no. if anything they've kicked up a bit. And the thing is, is that we record really late. I say really late. We're over 40. It's after 9 p.m. This it's is not just late. that we're over 40. So we have children and we oh, have okay. jobs and like houses to clean. Exactly. Wait, you clean so yours? tired. I don't. I try uh, to. Mine is, just, mine is a fucking getting, mask off. It keeps getting dirty. Again. I don't clean. I tidy. Maybe and I should I, put tiny mops on the cat's things. feet. That, do that. Kitten yeah. mittens. Oh, um, oh so kitten. cute. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to send you the Always Sunny in Philadelphia kitten mittens <laughs> commercial. Okay. Is your cat too loud? Yes. Anyway, um, <laughs> the answer I is mean, yes. Anyway. Um, <laughs> What a, but I'm leaving all this. Okay, all right. Um, but like my husband's in the other room. We can't hear him. He also doesn't sound like me. Mm -hmm. A child is sleeping. Her monitor is nowhere near us. She's got right. a sound machine on. So I couldn't even hear her unless she comes out looking like something that just got dredged out of the grudge. 
Um, oh, which also I fucked up on my oh, last episode. Corrections Corner. Corrections Corner. I said that my child uh, looked like the creepy boy from The Ring. It wasn't The Ring. It was The Grudge. The little creepy yeah, on boy. On the scare mail episode with Betsy. Yeah. It's, She's it's been thinking the, about this for a while. I have. Everyone. I it's messaged really her. I was like, what the? Well, you did the same thing with November Rain by Gus. I know, Gardner. but I cut that out at the end because I was embarrassed. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> Yes. Whereas I'm listening and I'm like, oh my God. Um, yeah, the the creepy little boy that hides in a closet and meows like a cat at her. That is the face that my child called at me at three o'clock in the morning in the dark. dark. Anyway. Um, but yeah, so we get EVP recordings and the one that we heard that said, fuck you, we sent to my mate Kat, who we had on the show first season. I think it was episode six. Uh, my my dog walker is a psychic so i think it was like episode 16 right. and 17 yeah yeah um because she is an editor and so she's got and also she does audio um work and she cleaned up the audio and she sent us the wave image and it was an upside down crucifix that doesn't mean anything said, to me to me it does i'm a catholic i know that's fine well, I'm, it doesn't I'm mean anything to me i'm not a catholic i was a catholic it ruins you for life. It just leaves that guilt embedded in deep into. I yourself. was a Catholic, but I am just like pish posh. Yeah, you're you're better things. you're better than I am about it. I'm still like got that. Oh no, I'm like yeah, upside sky down, daddies. Fuck yeah, yeah. No, I I still feel like Sky Wizard's gonna be angry at me. Um, but anyway, EVPs. They're um, not they're not just for cassette tapes. That's right. Um, in parapsychology, paranormal research, and ghost hunting, electronic voice phenomena, EVP, mm. are sounds found on electronic recordings that are interpreted as spirit voices. They are considered to be a form of paranormal phenomena often found in recordings with static, like we were talking about with the spirit box, or other background noises. They are sometimes believed to be communication with deceased human spirits communication with other spiritual entities that were never living humans but something else <laughs> no thank you imprints from living humans through psychokinesis communication with beings from other dimensions no or even contact that is being made with extraterrestrials definitely no definitely the other spiritual entities though that was more um like elementals or like um deities or that kind of thing in different oh, cultures okay. and folklore and religion okay. um so there are a number of simple scientific explanations including radio interference and the tendency of the human brain to recognize patterns in random stimuli some recordings are actually just hoaxes created with the intent to trick people so there's that too that's bullshit. It's cool shitty, but people do that all the time with all kinds of things. So and if you're one of those people, this? yeah, if you're one of those people, go fuck yourself. By the yeah, way, totally. I wonder if because we're doing an episode about this stuff, if we will get some on our episode today. Only on your track. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, <laughs> um, so scientists regard EVP as a form of auditory pareidolia. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Let's just go with yes. Um, it is interpreting random sounds as voices in one's own language. And they think it's a pseudoscience made mainstream by popular culture. 
Auditory pareidolia, pareidolia is when the brain incorrectly interprets random patterns as being familiar patterns. In the case of EVP, it could result in an observer interpreting random noise on an audio recording as being the familiar sound of someone's voice. Other explanations for EVP include apophenia, apophenia, I think it's apophenia, which is perceiving patterns in random information, um, which, you know, would probably fall into like, not maybe not numerology, but like symbology of numbers and that sort of thing. Like when we're like, oh, we saw a sign in this. So we saw, we keep seeing 11s or we keep seeing like you were talking uh, about lilies like that kind of thing yes like saying yes, yes, yours yes. there are all these patterns that i'm noticing so it must mean x y and z um it could be equipment artifacts and hoaxes like i was saying before um psychologist james alcock said that evps can be explained by mostly cross-modulation or expectation and wishful thinking that They are the products of hope and expectation. The claims wither away under the light of scientific scrutiny. Oh, well, thank you. There are many people, though, (laughs) past and present, who beg to differ. And like you said, this started back in the spiritualist religious movement uh, that was prominent between the 1840s and 1940s where mediums and new technologies, including photography. Hold on. Um, there were, did you hear that? What? There was a interference. I did not hear it. Uh-huh. Okay, carry on. I, I'll check the tape. Okay, sorry. <laughs> um, the spiritualist religious movement um, believed that spirits of the dead could be contacted by mediums and through photography, Um, and other new things because there were all these new technologies that were springing up in that same time period. So I have, I have a long list of people who have contributed, 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 um, to EVP research. Some of them you mentioned, uh, back in the early forties, Reverend Drayton Thomas was investigating the abilities of Gladys Leonard, who was a well-known medium and he captured disembodied voices on tape later identified one of the voices as his father's. Oh my God. Um, in 1941, American photographer Attila von Zillay. Let's just call him Z. I'll just Nickname. call him Attila. Attila. That's, what a great name. I can pronounce that fairly easily. Mm-hmm. Um, he began his attempts in 1941 using a 78 RPM record. And it wasn't until 1956, after switching to reel-to-reel tape recorders, that he was successful. He worked with Raymond Bayless, and they conducted several recording sessions with custom-made apparatus consisting of a microphone and an insulated cabinet connected to an external recording device and a speaker. They reported finding many sounds on the tape that could not be heard, that could not be heard on the speaker at the time of the recording. Some of which were recorded when there was no one in the cabinet. So they had like their whole, this whole separate thing they could go inside. It wasn't just like some little thing. Okay. Um, he believed these sounds to be the voices of discarnate spirits 
Among the first recordings believed to be spirit voices were such messages as, this is G, hot dog art, and Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to you all. Yeah, they are. Oh, boy. Um, And Attila and Raymond's work was published in the Journal of the American Society for Psychical Research in 1959. Uh, Bayless later went on to co-author the book Phone Calls from the Dead in 1979. You covered Marcello Bacci. Uh, I want to throw these two priests of the Roman Catholic faith out there, Father Ernetti and Father Gemelli in 1952, two Catholic priests inadvertently picked up EVP while recording Gregorian chants on a reel-to-reel tape recorder called a magnetophone. Okay. Magnetophone? Yeah, magnetophone, probably. Magnetophone. Hey, Toblerone. Magnetophone. It was a chocolate That's what it is. (laughs) Um, When the wire on the machine kept breaking, Father Gamelli looked up to the heavens and asked his dead father for help. (gasps) To the shock of both men, his father's voice was later heard on the recording saying, of course I shall help you. I'm always with you. (gasps) At least it didn't tell him to fuck off. That's great. Why do we? Why do you should have studied harder? What's the matter with you? What What are you doing? (laughs) Why are you recording chanting? Um. So this doesn't. This has more to do with Father Ernetti, and I really want to look into it more for maybe another episode on like time like glitches and like time yes you remember these are catholic priests i know but you know how i feel about glitches i fucking love me some glitches right but i'm I'm very surprised that any of this is being pursued by the catholic faith at all so in the early 60s ernetti began to study the writings of francois brune who was also a catholic priest and author okay ernetti Allegedly ended up helping Brune construct a machine as members of a team, which included 12 world famous scientists. He identified two of them as Enrico Fermi and Werner von Braun. The chronovisor was described as a large cabinet with a cathode ray tube for viewing the received events and a series of buttons, levers, and other controls for selecting the time and location to be viewed. What? Not a channel, not setting your DVR. They're talking about- Like a time machine. Going back in time and witnessing specific events. So they made a time machine TV. That's what they claim. He claimed that they saw things like uh, the crucifixion of Jesus. Okay. Jesus Christos. Uh, Can I um, ask, were they like foraging mushrooms at the time, or maybe they had a wood burning fireplace without I, a effective flue? I don't know. Okay. But he claims to have seen with his time TV machine uh, many important events in the Catholic faith. Okay. Uh, so I want to look a little more into that, but it was called the chronovisor. Okay. Um, and then I believe you also mentioned uh, Jurgensen. 
mm-hmm. and Radiv, Radiv, mm-hmm. Radiv, um, who started working together in around 1960. And Jurgensen also found an EVP that he said was his mother. Oh. Right? Uh, one of the consistent things that comes up in all of this is whoever discovered the EVP heard it of their deceased father or they heard it of their deceased mother. And it's always, mm-hmm. it always seems like their parents or someone very close to right. them, which yeah. could be like, well, yes, of course. Why wouldn't their parents want to come through? But then it's also like, yes, but if you go back to the the theories of the scientists who are debunking it, they're saying, well, yes, it's just someone that you would be familiar with. It's wishful thinking plus like, Right. Your brain interpreting things a certain way. So again, but wait, how do you prove it? But are they are they debunking it by saying, well, it's not your dad because they can hear the voice or are they debunking no, it? No, the, the scientists are basically saying, of course, you think it's your father because it's a familiar oh. voice and your brain is interpreting these random noises as just filling in the blanks to make you feel better with this, That's- you know some Freudian shit, but there's yes. a lot there's, it could go either way. I feel like, yeah, you know, right. okay. Um, I think a lot of it is dependent on context and how you feel at the time. And, yeah. you know, I mean, us telling our story about the Coronado and things that happened there. I'm sure people listening to that could say, well, maybe you just, you know, we're getting sick that day. Or like, maybe there was like, weird electromagnetic like disturbance in that room or something you know it's easy when you're listening to it you're listening to a story or someone recounting what happened mm-hmm. to say well yeah but it could be all of these things i agree it could be all of those things agree. i know that how we felt in that hotel room was fucking weird yes and i can't explain it but i don't fault someone for going well, I don't believe you because I don't believe yeah. a lot of shit I hear either. I'm very exactly. skeptical of stuff. So I totally understand how people who haven't had these experiences could say, sure, it's just your brain filling in the blanks. I get it. It's the same reason like you walk down the street and you look at a tree trunk and you're like, oh, there's a face there because that's what your brain does. It tries to recognize certain things. If you have a scary story of your own that when you listen to us, you think, oh, I should send my stuff in, email us at theresidualspodcast at gmail.com. We also have Instagram, the underscore residuals underscore podcast. And I think we have a Twitter too, don't we, Joy? We do. We definitely have a Twitter. It is at the residuals pod. Just that pod? Just that. Drop the cast for Twitter. We look forward to hearing from you. Yeah, should we get back to the show? Oh, heck yeah. All right. All right. Just ADD brain kicking in. Yes. I found out something that explains the bad headaches at the Coronado. What? So I went to, um, one of my girlfriends took me to a a different crystal shop in our neighborhood, and it's like fucking amazing. It's like the West Elm. Of, mm-hmm. of crystal shops. It was really lovely. Smelled really nice. And all the all the people that worked in there were really knowledgeable and lovely. And I was in there and I started to get a really bad headache, like the one I did at the Dell. 
and I mentioned it and they said okay so that happens when there's really like high vibrations in a place when there's mm-hmm. a lot of I don't want to say like activity or something but they were telling us that things come off the shelves there it's mm-hmm. like it's a crystal and they but they also have like lots of witchcraft stuff and blah blah blah, yeah. blah, blah. um and you know lots of herbs and stuff but she was saying no we have things happen here all the time but there's so much energy in here because of the people coming in and what they're coming in for and the attention that the intentions that they're bringing in yeah that that can cause really severe headaches in some people and so it was immediately like light bulb moment that's why that room gave me such an intense migraine wow and it was when we were not in the room that it started to recede and go mm-hmm. away a little bit and then the second we stepped over the threshold into that room it was like it really was awful and i still just want to go back well yeah although this time i want to be in a room where we can actually sleep and i i won't feel like my head is cracking open. i think that i want two rooms i think i do is that insane it is for me because I won't be able to sleep if I'm in a room by myself. No, no, no. I mean, 327 again so we can oh. see if it happens again, but then go sleep together safely somewhere else. Oh, yeah. And yeah. That, yeah. No, I thought you meant I was going to be like, what? Did I, did I fart in my, I mean, no. I know I fought in my sleep, but it, was no. it that bad? No. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Carry on. Sorry. ADD okay. brain. That's fine. So. Rodiv, is that how you said his name? Constantine, Dr. Constantine, um, who was working with Jurgensen or Jurgensen, because I feel like I'm ruining everyone's name and I'm really sorry. Um, Just call them each Frank and Bob. I can't because there's so many Franks and Bobs in this. I have so much more stuff here. Boris, Dwayne. Mm -hmm. Um, So Constantine began his own work in 1967. And he also recorded the voice of his deceased mother, calling him by his childhood nickname, saying, this is your mother. I was like, that's fucking specific. Oh, my God. (laughs) Um, And he said that he recorded thousands of EVP voices. Uh, He and Jurgensen conducted further research into paranormal voices on tape recordings, collaborating with other scientists between 1964 and 1969. Um, including Hans Bender of the University of Freiburg and uh, a bunch of other people that I'm not going to talk about because I can't say their names and it's probably not important. It's okay. Um, There's just so many and I'm just not good with it. I feel stupid. Um, You're not stupid. You're one of the smartest people I know. You can just (laughs) say, and lots of other people. I I think what I mean is I feel disrespectful and that I don't, I feel kind of dumb for not knowing how to say it in that language properly. Okay. Um, you're not dumb. Don't call yourself dumb. I'm going to do to you what you do to me, which is okay. don't talk about yourself that way. I like you. I like joy. I like that person. Thank you. Don't talk about it. my friend like that. And I'm carry on. Flushing now. Thank you. <clears throat> Hans Bender of the University of Freiburg and Friedebert Karger of the Max Planck Institute in Munich. Uh, after 1969, Jurgensen and Rodiv had some differences of opinion and conducted their further research independently. Oh, they broke up? Yeah. So um, Dr. Constantine continued his research um, and spent much of the last 10 years of his life exploring EVP. 
Uh, he made uh, over a hundred thousand audio tapes, most of which were made under what he described as quote strict laboratory conditions. That sounds quote. a bit obsessive, man. Yes, indeed. Um, over four hundred people were involved in his research, and all apparently heard the voices. This culminated in the nineteen sixty eight publication of what is inaudible becomes audible which was um then published in 1971 under the title breakthrough in this book he developed several different approaches to recording evp for microphone voices one simply leaves the tape recorder running with no one talking and he indicated that one can even disconnect the microphone for radio voices, one records the white noise from a radio that is not tuned to any station. For diode voices, one records what is essentially a crystal set not tuned to a station. I need someone to further explain to me the fuck all of that means. Okay. I will have to look further into it. Um, but he did delineate a number of characteristics of the voices that he laid out in Breakthrough the following ways. The voice entities speak very rapidly in a mixture of languages, sometimes as many as five or six in one sentence. Wait, five or six languages in one sentence? Or I five think or six five or six voices, okay. five or six entities okay. in one sentence. Um, two, they speak in a definite rhythm, which seems forced on them, which does kind of go along with some of the stuff that we hear. It's not always necessarily in a conversational cadence. Number three, the rhythmic mode imposes a shortened telegram style phrase or sentence that is very common with what we see in investigations. Yeah, yeah. And four, probably because of this, grammatical rules are frequently abandoned. Um, so, you know, it's sort of how my grandma used to write letters to me in the mail where it was just like all good here how's the weather there miss you talk soon love grandma like it's all just like shortened like, yeah it's yeah. The, they were the original texters see you later so i guess if she messaged me now because she's dead if she messaged me now it would sound pretty familiar probably <laughs> what she used to write me probably <laughs> my thing is always when like when we're watching something and this happened on that on the celebrity help. My mm -hmm. house is haunted. They would listen back to an EVP, and you just hear like fucking something, and they're like, "Oh, it's definitely saying this. I can hear it clear as day. I hear it saying I'm here." And I'm like, "I don't hear. I don't hear so many things. Am I stupid? Am I crazy? No. But then, how many times do I have to ask my child to repeat what the fuck he just said? Oh yeah, good point." And here I am thinking my child's ears are broken. It's mine. It's, <laughs> it's, it's all of us. It's all of us. It's <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. Here's a little point from 1995. The parapsychologist David Fontana proposed in an article that poltergeists could haunt tapers. He speculated that this may have happened to the parapsychologist Morris Gross, who investigated the Enfield poltergeist case. Oh, my God. I love the Enfield poltergeist case. <laughs> oh, my God. I love that so much. 
However, Tom Flynn, a media expert for the Committee for Skeptical Inquiry, examined Fontana's article and suggested an entirely naturalistic explanation for the phenomenon. According to the skeptical investigator, Joe Nickel, quote, occasionally, especially with older tape and under humid conditions, as the tape travels, it can adhere to one of the guideposts. When this happens on a deck where both supply and take-up spindles are powered, the tape continues to feed, creating a fold, as was such a loop of tape, Flynn theorizes, that threaded its way amid the works of Gross's recorder. So this is what I was saying earlier, how older tape can sort of fold onto the newer recording and you get something that doesn't sound like it's supposed to be there. But oh. it's very clearly voices. It's an old recording coming through on the new right. recording. Because okay. of the way that the tape folded when going through the recorder. Okay. Many investigations and experiments have tried to debunk and or replicate the theories of EVP. Oftentimes, they come back to the conclusion of seemingly simple explanations like the following scenario. In 2019, investigation of a supposedly haunted painting in a West Virginia museum, paranormal researcher Kenny Biddle investigated the claims made by the museum owner and ghost hunters that an EVP recording clearly saying the woman's name, Annie, is really the voice of the woman in the portrait. The name Annie is written on the back of the portrait, which primes anyone listening for the name to know right. what name to listen for. Yeah. The EVP was created using Radio Shack radio, modified to allow it to continually scan through the available AM or FM frequencies without muting the sound. Hello, Frank Box. Right. <laughs> Regarding a general question by the ghost hunter, what is your name? Biddle writes, I can guarantee sooner or later, you'll hear something that sounds like a name. And there's a good chance of it being a name because you're listening to a radio broadcast, news report, commercial, and so on, which yeah. often includes names. Biddle lists words such as company, anything, anyone, mahogany, many, or even any as words that may be commonly heard while listening to the radio, the phrase and mahogany, he, Annie mahogany. If you oh, hear the end of point. it, yeah. I just thought he meant and like these are the most repeated words on the radio. I'm like, no, anything. Really? He, are they listing living in words, Hickory, North Carolina? Company, anything, anyone, okay. mahogany. Manny, okay. Well, or, that makes sense. And even the phrase and he. And okay. He, right would also sound like Annie to anyone primed to listen for the name Annie. Oh, that makes sense. Yes, it does. Um, which is fine. And I can buy into that. No problem. I just what? can't buy it when it's like someone answering a fucking question you just asked. That's like I know. real specific. Yeah. <laughs> Portable digital voice recorders are currently the technology of choice for some EVP investigators. Since some of these devices are very susceptible to radio frequency contamination, EVP enthusiasts sometimes try to record EVP in RF and sound screened rooms. Um, some EVP enthusiasts describe hearing the words in EVP as an ability, much like learning a new language. Skeptics suggest that the claimed instances may be misinterpretations of natural phenomena inadvertent influence of the electronic equipment by researchers 
or deliberate influence of the researchers and the equipment by third parties. Mm. EVP is seldom researched within the scientific community. So most research in the field is carried out by amateur researchers who lack training and resources to conduct scientific research and who are motivated by subjective notions. So um, I have a little list of books here if anyone wants to check them out. Um, there, There is no death and there are no dead evidence of survival and spirit communication through the voices and images of those on the other side. That's a long title. That is a very long. Wait, that's just one book. That's one book. I thought you were reading a list of them and that was the list. No, that was one. Well, someone didn't have a copy editor. Uh, Those people were Tom Butler and Lisa Butler. Well, Tom Uh, and Lisa pony up some cash. Like reading my, sorry, my paper when I was finishing college, mine was very long also. I didn't have an editor either. (laughs) Borderlands, The Ultimate Exploration of the Unknown by Mike Dash. Speak with the Dead, Seven Methods for Spirit Communication by Konstantinos. The dead are alive. They can and do communicate with you by Harold Sherman. Harold. (laughs) What a great title. The Skull Experiment, like, like Lip Dip. Um, scientific evidence for life after death by Grant Solomon and Jane Solomon. And of course, breakthrough by Dr. Constantine Rodiv. So we should put these on our social media then. For yeah. People. We'll throw up this little list. Um, there's a lot of other stuff that I found, but it's, you know, like deep dives into people's fucking research and stuff and right. it's, it's also stuff that, like some of the stuff that you went over with frank's box and things are in here too um, because they obviously overlap <laughs> yeah uh so yeah i think that's that's all i have to say i do really want to go look up more about this chronovisor thing with the catholic church and viewing the crucifixion of jesus um why don't we do an episode about the weird paranormal shit that the catholic church has unearthed uh, we could do an episode on that. I'd also like to have the chronovisor and maybe lead into some other like time travel glitchy okay. shit too. Because oh, I, I just love, love glitchy do, shit. Yeah, I would love to do stuff on that. Yes, like that elevator story from Gettysburg. Yes. Yeah. Does. Let's do that. Let's okay. do that. Well, thank you so much. I'm. I just feel like I learned so much about EVPs. Oh, thanks. Um, I tried my best. It was. It was very good. I appreciate you. I appreciate your hard work. Uh, Likewise for your contribution to the episode. Thank you. Let's thank Frank. Thanks, Frank. Thanks, Frank. (laughs) We didn't even plan that one. We probably said it better than the title of our show. I know. (laughs) So sad. Um, So yeah, I'll, I'll get together some of those EVPs. And I think uh, we should probably have a breakdown episode of that because it's so hard to listen to EVPs unless we explain it. I know. But then um, I always I always feel like then if we're if we're explaining it then we're telling people what they're listening to. But uh, you know what we could just do is that you I also just, can tell us what you think. Yes. No. I just even mean like, okay, here's the setup of what we were doing. Here's who was on the call. So there should only be these voices when I say 
X, then you will hear this other thing that we didn't record and don't know why it's there. Right. Just like a setup. And then like, so we can do maybe play it like two or three more times. So you can really hear it. Agreed. But it'll probably not be short because we don't shut up. Because we, we can't shut up. And no. also we could, we could do it the third time. It can be slowed down. Yeah. Fuck you. It's your mother. And I'd be like, bitch, you're in Florida. Just call me. (laughs) You just uh... (laughs) sorry to not see a text. God. You did not see my text. Oh my God. It's only a three hour difference. You don't need to EVP me, ma. Ah, ma. I miss my mom. Anyway. um, On that note. What are you grateful for? Oh, my week? God. Damn it. You fucking got me. Um, what am I grateful for? I am grateful for. Hmm. Um, okay. I'm grateful for the fact that my father-in-law drove down from Canada and seeing our kid with her grandpa and has just been amazing and it's just been the Aww. best thing that we that that could have happened and it is um yeah she's to say that she's obsessed with him is a significant understatement <laughs> um and he came down in his rv and his mm-hmm. rv is in our driveway and when she was tiny she used to call anything that looked like a truck a dump truck but she called it dumb fuck so <laughs> <clears throat> she used to call the RV uh, a dumb fuck. So they sat out in the dumb fuck today and they did drawing and they played games. And Aww. he found out he found out the hard way that a five-year-old has pretty much what could be called a photographic memory when it comes to doing matching card games. Whoa. She remembers Great. where everything is and she smokes us all the time. She has oh, we should she have her little. Enzo have a memory game off. Oh, God, Yeah. Oh, it would be good. Oh, it'd be um, good. We could place bets. Let's do it. <laughs> let's do it. I'm down. Uh, I know who'll have the biggest meltdown when it's over, and it will not be your child. Um, I don't know about that. Oh, we can place bets on that, too. Ooh, let's do it. We can have a meltdown off. Let's do it. Fucking great. Why didn't we just, like, place bets on our kids acting poorly before? It's great, because you have enough so doors smart. that they can both get. We can be like, who's going to slam a door first? Oh, there's so many doors. Yep. So oh, many. This is so good. This okay. is so good. Fantastic. Um, but yeah, no, that um that's that's my gratitude for this week. Nice. A, a big massive gratitude. And I don't think many people can really say that about their in-laws. Um yeah. so I feel very lucky. What's yours? Um I am grateful that I went on a boat today. <gasps> I did. We went on a 45-minute harbor cruise in lovely Long Beach, California. I love that. And my child wanted to be covered up face down and didn't want to look at anything because he wanted to go back to land. Hmm. But I was very happy out on a boat because I had to live on a boat if I fucking could. Was this one of the boats from outside the um, aquarium? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we finally we went did on it. one, and yeah, yeah, the only thing our child was interested in was she fucking hell bent on getting something from the the, the little snacks. the snack bar. Yeah, yeah, we had to do that. Snack. 
I had a bag full of snacks, but no, I had oh, to go and spend 10 bucks on a bag of chips and a candy bar. Ours was only a dollar. Oh, our bag yeah. of chips was one dollar. We did also have to use the toilet, which at that point um, had flooded. The floor had flooded. Oh, so that no. was kind of gross. Someone had left a giant doo-doo in and That's it, not good. it we, was not a good situation. We didn't check the facilities. You're lucky. Um, I I had a great time. I oh, I'm so glad. Love being out on a boat. So yeah, I was happy. And as it turns out, um, after asking Enzo a little bit more, he was like, I just, I didn't, I wanted to go back to land. And I was like, were you scared? How did you feel? And he's like, I felt sad because I couldn't go back to land. And I, I just wanted to be back. And I was like, you knew we were coming back, right? Yeah. Were you just upset that you couldn't get there when you wanted to, anytime you wanted? And he's like, yeah. Oh, that and I was makes like, sense. I get that, dude. That's how I feel. I'm stuck in traffic and I can't get you an exit. Like, right. if I don't have an exit, I hate it. Yeah. And he does not remember ever being on a boat before. He has been on them, but it's been right. so long that he has no memory of it. So it was like a very new thing. He wasn't used to being out for a long time because fucking pandemic. Right. So I think it was just anxiety of something new, you know? Yeah. But he was okay. And then we went downstairs and sat inside for a little Mm -hmm. bit on the way back. He was like, I I like being inside better. I love the inside. Yes. The inside cracks me up because it reminds me of like a a pub straight from the (laughs) eighties. It's so good. Yeah. It's got like the old pub carpet carpet. and little wooden tables. Yeah. And the snack bar. It's like, yes. come get your peanuts and exactly. crisps um, and a pint. I love it. And it was only 45 minutes. And I was like, sort of thinking, I can do this while he's in school. By my of course you <laughs> The thing that cracked me up, well, I say cracked me up. I was actually like, yeah, because it was one of our first times going out. We took, we took our kid out of school early one day and we took her down there and we surprised her. And, um, we went on the boat at like 10 a.m. And it was all the parents that were like, fuck, yeah, there's a bar. And they were just like getting wasted. Oh, my God. And I was like, I'm still like it was it was <laughs> everyone was very well mannered on ours. Except Our this boat. one lady that brought her dog. Oh, and I was feeling nauseous already. It had nothing to do with the boat. Oh no, did it shit on the floor? No, it was just licking her exposed thigh the whole time. And I was just like looking at Tim going, Ugh. I was like, I'm going to throw up because the dog won't stop licking the lady. And I was like, at least if I throw up, the dog will probably lick it up so I don't have to clean it. <laughs> it was just that so is actually, out. no, that's one of my biggest pet peeves and gross outs. And we have two dogs and one of them is a licker. No. Like, get away from me. Do not lick me. I'm also but if they go, like if they start licking person. someone else. Oh, but my dogs love you. Oh, they, the woman also like wheeled it up the gangplank. Wait, I'm sorry. She, she wheeled had, a dog? What, she it was had in a stroller? A stroller and it was covered with a stitch as in Lilo Say and no stitch more. thing. So I was, I actually turned to Tim and I went, oh, look, like a baby. You bring a stroller. Da, 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 da. And we heard her downstairs going, can I bring my dog? Stroller. Da, da, da. And they were like, I'm pretty sure whoever let her on was just like, just don't 
say anything or whatever, but she ended up just walking up the stairs with the dog anyway, out of the stroller. And it was just licking her the whole time. And I was just like, I this is nothing worse than that sound. Nothing worse. I can't. I'm so sorry. The waves crashing aren't loud enough. Nope. Um, But at least I was in the front and nobody was in front of us. So I just would turn and look at where we were headed and yeah, it's okay. Um, So yeah, happy I went on a boat. Oh, I love that. Mm. And then we went to eat. We went out to a restaurant. I ate last night at Bubba Gump because we went. <gasps> Enzo and I went on a mom and Enzo date. Love so it. So we got dinner out and then went and got ice cream. <sighs> and then today we all went on the boat and we went to Outback Steakhouse. Oh, my God. Did you get a blooming Onion? Yes. Oh. Tim fucking asked if I wanted one. And I went, <gasps> I like must have made the craziest <laughs> excited face. He was like, well, I have, we have to get one if that's your reaction. Obviously. <laughs> I love a good blooming Onion. But uh, that's all I have. Well, all right, then. Um, listen, until next time. Until next time. Uh, save yourself. Uh, watch Celebrity Help. My house is haunted. And I'm going to go do ghost. that. I'm going to go do that now. Do it, please. Because you're. It's. I love it because there's a children's show called Blue Peter where they're like really lovely and calm and we're going to explain things and it's going to be lovely. And the woman, the woman on the show, that's how she talks. And so, so Susan has had a house and she's got really bad things. So now I'm going to get out and we're going that's to do so an good. EVP. We're going to do, and this is what the electronic voice phenomena box, and we're going to listen to it. And it's like, she's going to start like talking about kittens and, you know, how kittens grow. And instead she's like, we've got the electronic voice phenomena and we're going to watch the imaging and you can see, oh, look, look, there's someone standing next to you on the stairs. Anyway, it's really good. I I love it. She's Um, she's got such a great voice, like she's doing a gardening show, but she's talking about EVPs and demonic possession. Oh, it's so nice. I love it. I do too. I love it. But yeah. Um, And and before we hang up, um, I need to say this out loud. (laughs) I think that I really want to get a tattoo of Peppa Pig's mom with just a dialogue bubble that just says, that's nice, Peppa. Do it because it's all I think of when I hear like kids asking their parents things and they're just like, okay, whatever. <laughs> we don't allow Peppa Pig in our house because she fat shames Daddy Pig, and she's also oh. such a little see you next Tuesday. I will say my hands down my favorite ever Peppa Pig episode is when she's trying to learn how to whistle and she can't, and she calls her friend Susie Sheep. And Susie Sheep is like, what's whistling? She's like, well, you put your lips together and you blow. And she's like, oh, like this. And she blows. And then she is a click. She's like, Peppa, are you still there? And Peppa's just like, boop, hung up the phone because Susie can, could whistle. <laughs> uh, what are we going to do, Joy? I'm going to sage my sofa. You should do that. And I will. also, Everyone uh, else should too. You should. Yeah. Um, and, and, and also, don't be afraid of the dark. But I will. Bye. Bye. That wasn't an EVP. That wasn't. No, that was just us being idiots. Bye. 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 It's your mother. And 
I'd be like, bitch, you're in Florida. Just call me. 